Hello guys and welcome to Behind the Bunker episode 503 podcast 383. Welcome. It's uh yeah, it's April. Paintball season for us is just kicking off, but we're also getting kicked in the teeth and back at home for another stay-at-home order, but that's besides the point. Ladies and gentlemen, hopefully wherever you are, you're able to play paintball or at least enjoy it in some aspects. Uh, lots on the show tonight. We have uh, some paintball things in the news. We have a vault segment from Joe, custom gear, some prices right, and we got a couple topics we're going to be talking to you guys about as well. Uh, not just me tonight. I also have Gavin Sharma from Terratech Industries. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Monday night behind the bunker. I am here, and I'm very excited about you guys joining us. So make sure you hit that like and share uh, in the Facebook worlds or just the thumbs up and subscribe in YouTubes. And uh, make sure you interact in either of the chats because we are watching you. We're watching you. <laughs> and uh, we want to interact as well. Bitch. So thanks for <laughs> thanks My for goodness. joining us. And uh, make sure you let everybody know that you're, you're here tonight. I like Josh's response. Goodness. <laughs> and speaking of which, we have Josh Zubis of Brickus. Yeah, buddy. Are, are you here all full of piss and vinegar. Uh, yeah. Some of you sent in comments that angered me. Uh-oh. Well, we'll have to have uh, airing of some grievances later then. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Joe Kimson from Flagrunner's Paintball. And greetings and thanks for tuning in tonight to Beautiful Behind the Bunker. Uh, playing paintball during a pandemic is like going to the magazine store and looking for an Action Pursuit Games magazine. It doesn't exist. So there you go. Guys, keep watching and we'll tell you more about paintball around the world. Uh, I'm looking at Dwayne King in the live chat. Jason Smith, seeing you guys over on Facebook on youtube and facebook we have george hey mr hey. bertrand shane free and all kinds of other people so uh nice to see you guys logging in we're gonna get right at it um so as i say we have uh, a couple of topics tonight we're gonna be talking about what was uh this was jo uh, gavin's suggestion by the way what was the best and worst food you had at a paintball field so we'll talk about that shortly also another topic we're going to talk about tonight is do military tactics work uh for paintball uh, some heated discussions there. We'll get to that a little later on. Uh, something to look forward to tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen, at noon. The TM40 Tim Montressor documentary premieres over on uh, Paintball Media's paint, uh, Patreon page. So make sure you guys get signed up for that if you haven't already. Uh, speaking of which, we released last Wednesday on our Paintball Extravaganza show the TM40, the new marker. Uh, Kind of put together by Tim Montressor, inspired by Tim Montressor. Uh, so go check that out. T check out DLX for uh, for more information on that. Uh, just before the show, uh, Joe, and I'm not going to kill his last name, friend of the show, Joe, sent me a link. Um, and I just, I, oh, now I can't think of it. It's uh, where you get all your printable 3D files from. It's the TIPX MagFed adapter. So you can basically make any paintball marker uh, magfed if you really wanted to. This is cool. fits your Zeta mags. I think we've talked about this on the show before, but it deserves a re-mention because I think it's a great idea. And all you have to do is uh, find that. If you message me directly, I'll give you the link if you, if you can't find it. But uh, it's on one of the big uh, shareware uh, sites for 3D printing. And it's simply called the TIPX Mag Fed Adapter Right. So make sure you guys check that out. Uh, something uh, the, the guys over at uh, Paintball Mag Online over in the UK sent me this. They released a new video this week they want you to check out. It's about uh, 
It's about a couple knockoff goggles that you see on Amazon and uh, Wish and some of your, you know, some of our favorite shopping sites. There, do not buy them. Make sure you guys stay away from them. They are nasty, and you can see just in the thumbnail how the goggle lenses crack. So please check that out, ladies and gentlemen. If you are in the market for some goggles, stay far, far away. Um, Ruthless. They have team packages, ladies and gentlemen. If you have a paintball team, starting a paintball team, think you're even on a paintball team, uh, head on over to Ruthless. They have uh, uh, gold, silver, bronze packages. Um, you can get home and away jerseys. Even just individual uh, items, like if you want to get a pair of custom legacy joggers and uh, create them into behind-the-bunker tights by buying something that's three sizes too small, definitely head on over and check that out. Uh, one other thing I want to mention before we move on, Iconic Paintball Teams uh, Episode 1 is now up on Paintball.media's Patreon page. Make sure you guys go and check it out. So lots on the show tonight. As we mentioned, we have the vault. We have some custom gear from Josh, uh, Price is Right, and a lot more. And I'll be honest with you, uh, in our neck of the woods where we're from, Rogers is our service provider, and they had uh, some say a hack, some say service down, uh, whatever it was. We're having internet connectivity issues, so we're going to stay on as long as we can. So if we, for some reason, disappear, you can at Rogers and send them your complaints. So there you go. How's that? Oh, boy. So why don't we talk about uh, what's in the what's in the news we did? Why don't we talk about uh, Joe's vault? Why don't we watch this, guys, and we'll uh, we'll get right back at it. Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggers Paintball here with another segment of From the Vault where we go back in history, back into the early days of paintball. I pull something out of my tickle trunk, out of my bag, out of a box. I find it somewhere around the house and show you guys and girls what it is. Today, I have here in a hermetically sealed package, untouched by human hands with very old scotch tape. It will be unveiled and this is a brand new in-package straight shot squeegee. This is kind of the second or third generation or evolution in the squeegee process. Uh, it had an end with a hole through it so you could put a little cloth. This is just a piece of cotton or polyester. Now you could use a piece of microfiber. You simply push the top down, which is spring loaded, slide it down your barrel as you push. The O-ring would retract to go sideways when you get to the bottom. You pull it out and out pops all the paintball goo. And if you had the opportunity or, or were able to take your barrel off, you could slide this down for a final polishing. But in most cases, barrels didn't come out on those variants. But anyway, guys and girls, thanks for watching uh, From the Vault and we'll see you next time. Pew pew. Audio jungle. That was my uh, straight shot squeegee. Um, I have a couple in package, but you know, that was, you know, circa, you know, 1994-ish, I think when they came out. But before that there was, you know, we were using shotgun swabs and pieces of paper towel jammed down your barrel with a stick and then you'd hold your gun upside down and shoot them out so the paintballs wouldn't come out. But the, the, you know, the squeegee or the barrel swab has has evolved to where it is today with the exalt, you know, barrel made being sort of the premier cleaner on the market. So 
uh, we've come a, we've got to come a long way in uh, 40 years. So let's see where the next 40 take us. Yeah. Hey, Todd. you guys uh, may have missed our Wednesday night show. We did a live paintball extravaganza show on Wednesday of last week. It's on Facebook and you guys can scroll back and check that out. Um, and if you missed it, um, go to pbevents.com. That's paintball extravaganza's actual website. They've got all the videos from all the vendors up there. We only played a tip of the iceberg. So if you're interested in a specific company, maybe even some tech videos, stuff like that, go back to Paintball Extravaganza's website and check that out. Um, a lot of the companies put some good effort into some tech courses um, or tech videos. So so go check that out. And I think it's pb-events.com. Uh, maybe if someone in the live chat could post that up, we can pin it so that you guys can see that. That would be awesome. So let's talk about food, ladies and gentlemen. We've all been to paintball fields. We've all been there on a regular day. We've also been to big games or events. Sometimes the food steps up a notch. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, yeah, I've been to a couple of paintball fields that had the pre-cooked thin uh, hamburger patties, and even they were able to destroy them. Um, they were nasty with humid, hot, soggy buns coming out of the bag. Yeah, some nasty stuff. I saw pizza being delivered to the field that were kept uh, just on the counter and they were there for hours and hours because guys on the way out of the field were picking them up. That's just some of the nasty stuff. What about some of the good stuff? And we're watching you guys in the live chat. So if you have anything you want to say, post it up and we'll try to get to it. But uh, we also asked you guys on social media, Joe, Josh, what do you guys have uh, as examples on, um, uh, on your sheets? I got a, a couple. Russell Jackson, the burgers at the Australian Super 7s paintball series is the winner for me. Um, Adam Lejeunie's best meals to date. Raider Dogs, Corn on the Cob at Wasaga, Steak at Camp X. Eric Engler, nothing will ever beat the special. Breakfast there would make me for Oklahoma D-Day before the big game. By the food vendor, spam, fried potatoes, worse would be pork patty, MRE. Oh, boy. What uh, now, that oh. uh, the hamburger that you're talking about from Russell Jackson, I saw the picture of it, and it had beets, pineapple, burgers, cheese, um, lettuce, tomato, all on a non-sesame yeah, seed bun. In, when, I, when I was in Australia, they would put pineapple a pineapple ring on it. Um, they would also put... Um, they would put a pineapple ring on a beet. They call Likely it beet, beets. Beet, yeah. beetroot, um, an egg as well. Oh yes, I forgot about the egg. Yeah, a fried egg, and then the burger patty as well as your normal, regular condiments. There was no Marmite or Vegemite, Gavin. Much to your uh, dismay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Tom Bertrand says nuts. Uh, stuff that doesn't make me want to go dookie. <laughs> Dan and Hardy says the opposite street tacos. That'd be good. Charles Holton pulled pork at action quest in 1983. There's been some good pulled pork at the field and there's been so not so good pulled pork at the field. It's, it's one of those things you have to take your chances on. It's all um, in the pull. Maybe <laughs> Jan actually <laughs> sent in a good one. Um, he says, I was not playing at the field, but I was refing in this group had two guys that came super early and they brought a full pig to roast and started roasting at the field parking lot once the group played they finished they had a full-on spread and they gave them some mm, so, parking lot that would be the proper way to do pulled pork at the field is to bring the piggy early in the morning who's gonna clean that up god 
Well, that's the field owner. That's the field owner when we drive away. <laughs> oh, no. I, just don't bring, a, don't bring a pig skillet to my field ever, please. Gavin, do you want to go splits on a pig when Flag Raiders opens up again? You got it, baby. Bad boy. <laughs> yeah. Bobby Gale soul, or Gale soul Food. Yeah, you got it. There's a fine line between going to the latrines after lunch or actually having a successful paintball afternoon. Like, you don't want anything spicy. I don't think you want to have spicy hot wings. I think um, you don't ever see pasta at a field. That'd be good. We did it. <laughs> we did. We did. We did Remember, we did souvlaki. You got two souvlaki sticks and a plate of pasta with some red sauce and a dinner roll from Buns Master. Do you remember that? What nonsense that was. So, again, as a field owner, you don't want to stop your customers so they're so bloated and just rubbing their bloated bellies in the, uh, the staging area. You want people to play, right? So, sure, you want some sustenance, some energy, but you don't want to make it so good that people just want to spend their whole time eating, right, rather than yeah. playing. Wade in the live chat says hot dogs are the mainstay at every local field. You're, you are right. And as Gavin said, though, here's the problem. Like at our local field, it was unlimited hot dogs. You had a half an hour to 45 minutes to eat them. And the problem is guys would go up and they'd be so hungry. They'd eat two and they'd be like, that was the best hot dog ever. Then they'd go up and get two more, not realizing the ramifications. And then the next game, they or in the next few minutes, they'd have to go back out. And they're having to digest four of these hot dogs out on the field. It was... Uh, I'll give the hot dogs credits. They were always good, but you had yeah, to know your limit. But the, here's, the here's the person ate. Sorry. Go ahead, Josh. Here's the thing about eating those hot dogs, though, okay? Because I, I narrowed down the science to this. This a hot dog is the best food, and here's why. Sodium in the hot dog helps keep you hydrated when you drink water. Okay? Helps that sodium to sweat out. It's got protein, which makes you feel full. Okay. Well, the quality of that protein, that's entirely debatable, <laughs> but whatever, right? It's questionable okay. protein. <laughs> the bun gives you quick digesting carbs, and that's what a lot of people miss out on, is when they eat their lunch, they miss those quick digesting carbs. It gets into your bloodstream and gets you going up and fast. Yes, you might feel overly full if you eat four, but that feeling will go away quick enough as it is, right? It's less fat and grease than a hamburger. You've got whatever toppings you want to put on, so you add whatever flavors you want. Hot dog is a perfect painful meal not slovakia with pasta in a general <laughs> but that just Despite speaks to exactly your argument that could be it speaks your argument you have your carbs you have your protein you have everything you just listed but it's far more delicious yeah time consuming for the field owner but for the customer damn that's a tasty meal yeah. and then we we serve when we'd serve hot dogs we always serve chicken dogs because we served a halal chicken dog because most people can eat a halal chicken dog. Um, so now, the dietary concerns are met with a halal chicken dog. That, now, Joe, speaking yes, to sir. that, you didn't just serve chicken dogs. There was once upon a time that due to dietary issues, as Joe said, um, Dion wrote this in and said he accidentally ate a vegetarian Raider dog <laughs> once. That was not a hot dog, Dion. That was a plastic tube of Play-Doh. And I know that because <laughs> it three. tasted exactly like a plastic tube full of Play-Doh. Yeah. So I back him up with respect to that because, but I intentionally did it knowing what it was just to, <laughs> to experience it. There's some things you don't need to experience Have in your life. Have a carrot stick. Have a terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> yeah. 
have I'd rather some lick, broccoli. I'd rather lick a urinal than have another one of those in my mouth. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, there's still I'm meat there. on a urinal, though. Um, we had a, a, an event at our field, and uh, it, it wasn't our idea, but someone sent us a food truck um, without uh, uh, telling us what the menu was going to be, and they had... Uh, gourmet uh, mac and cheese balls with lobster roll in it. And like, that sounds good, but like, remember you're at a paintball field. It's hot outside. You're going to do some running in the afternoon. You don't need lobster and mac and cheese balls. It, it was just, it was wrong. And I can't remember what the other sub or the other substitution was, but it was even more frilly than that. Needless to say, I don't think many people bought them. Some of the best things that we had at a paintball field uh, Josh brought this when we went to Chesapeake. Uh, frozen Mars bars. Those were good. Remember those? Or Snicker bars, I sorry. Not, I did not bring those. <laughs> Josh, you need anything? And uh, Oregon. Uh, Super Game had slushies one year. Yes. That, that was wonderful. was a treat. Um, they also had somebody who had a coffee truck. Yeah. Serving like proper espressos and stuff. Well, we had, uh, what was it, Joe? Uh, Black oh, Rifle. So that- Black, Black rifle. rifle was at the field. Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Yeah, that was awesome. Um, some of the other things I've seen at a field that was terrible: guys with their sandwiches that come out of a baggie in a cooler that's all soggy and gross. Like, if you're gonna bring a sandwich, great, but like, pack it properly so it's not like that. Heck, even pack it separately so you can put the meat on the bun. Yeah. Um, and then one of the better places we went. And saw... No dings for that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my bell here. And then um, one of the better meals we saw was at a place in Montreal. We talked about this before. They had uh, quarter chicken dinners for everybody. It's like a box lunch with a chicken dinner. It was fantastic. But, you know, these lunches don't have to be spectacular. We went, you know, we went uh, to Las Vegas one year and we all went and took this ATV excursion. We were out in the middle of the desert. It was lunchtime. We were all hungry. And they had brought us these box lunches and there was a little bag of chips, some cookies, and I can't remember what else it was. Maybe it was a pre-packed sandwich. But it was just simple. But it was done well. And it was fantastic. We were all starving at that point. I, th- I don't think anybody had anything left over in their box. We even, eat the, we even ate the fruit that was in there. Oh, yeah. Must have been good. <laughs> it must have been hungry. Vitamins. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so what else do you guys got, have in your sheets? I've got two more honorable mentions before we skip on that I don't want to... Uh to ignore uh rick chard writes in says barbecue at sherwood forest joe's dad made some fantastic barbecue at sherwood he's not the only one that made that mention about the food at sherwood which explains why team tags is always there so often i think uh, the wibers know how to eat yes and the last one the i've wibers. got is from john jones i think this takes the cake he says the worst food related experience i ever had was at the dutch masters in the early 2000s he said we weren't allowed to bring in our own water and prices were ridiculous security were stopping players and searching them before entry and they weren't that gentle about it absolute disgrace well john the um security wasn't looking for food they were looking for something else which you're supposed to say thank you for afterwards um Angry Canadian Gamer on YouTube says beef jerky and energy drinks. That's the cornerstone of any uh, good lunch. And what about, now, this may be not at all fields. That's a recipe for a heart attack. (laughs) This may be at not all fields. And I know Joey in in one of your sheets had commented on this, guys. um, But she said turkey legs. Yeah, she. I have. I oh, have that. Yeah. I, no, Joey. Joey's comment. I have it right here. Joey says, "How on earth was turkey leg the first 
not the first response. Do you even paintball? So that would have been smoked turkey legs are sort of a common um, thing at Disney. So a lot of the vendors at Disney. So when World Cup was held on the Disney grounds, you could get a smoked turkey leg. I know the last, sometimes at World Cup, there are vendors that have smoked turkey legs because we occasionally get them. But when you're at Disney, you have to make sure you get a turkey leg. Yeah. It's nice, too, because if you're trying to get through a crowded thoroughfare, a turkey leg is a nice jab in the back of someone's kidney. It's nice if you're to waiting have. in line, you can uh, <laughs> shave down the bone into a shiv. I was going to say, you just use it as a club. Yeah, it's they won't let me club. bring my knife in, but they'll sell me a turkey drumstick. Stupid Disney. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we'll get. Well, one of these days, well, the next subject we'll have about food, which we won't do it right away. But is what is your best after paintball event snack? Like, where do you go? What's your? You know, we we have a place called the Moose that we used to always go after paintball, and it, it, it it's just comfort, good comfort food, and to the shower with about four beers. Yeah, shower beer. Now, Josh didn't ask this. But I'm going to ask you guys specifically, is there anything that you think was a good item to have or a terrible item you've seen at a paintball field? Can't go wrong with Raider Dogs, honest to God. Yeah. That was a staple of uh, of my weekends. Um, I don't know. I used to keep track of how many hot dogs I ate uh, over the course of a season, and it was... Uh, not you know it really shouldn't I shouldn't be alive today. Essentially, is what I'm saying. Um, That's but when I think, Gavin uh, cries on the inside and outside. <laughs> yes, every every orifice. Um, but I, I think the best meal I ever had at a paintball field was actually again a flag raiders paintball, and it was a, a corporate event. They uh, had a food truck, and it was like steak skewers, and oh. they gave it to the staff, and it was a like full catered meal. It was fantastic. I can't remember the name of the corporation, but it was a. Pretty damn good. You know, you, you were treated like royalty with uh, with your palate. Uh, you got some paintball in. Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was exceptional, and I would love to see a little bit more like that. As long as people are not stuffed completely, we're not playing anymore. Remember, we used to go um, run corporate games at the Millcroft Inn, and we'd always have have lunch after, and it'd be some crazy thing. But Gavin, back to your point about uh, Raider Dogs. I think one year we went through, because the average the average person would eat about three point two five hot dogs. That was sort of the number we used. Um, we went through about twenty two hundred um, dozen hot dogs uh, one year. So that's we we did around twenty six thousand hot dogs we cooked, and it was around just just under twenty two hundred um, dozen hot dog buns, which is a lot. Yeah, yeah, a lot, and uh, you also contribute a lot to the food bank as well. So, yes. over the course of the weekend, whatever you didn't sell or or, or give away, because uh, that was part of the uh, the package of your day, uh, you would support our local food banks as well. So that was really really important for our community. Yeah. Um, one other thing I remember, or two rather, CXBL, the league that used to come through our field, they used to serve all their uh, refs and staff breakfast before the tournament day started, which was a good idea. And they had barbecues full of uh, grilled cheese sandwiches and fried egg and cheese sandwiches. And I never partook, but they looked really good. Um, just way too early at 5 or 6 in the morning to be eating that stuff. Grilled um, cheeses in the morning are, are fantastic. It's something I forgot. That's that's a good thing. If you can fire up the barbecue and put some sort of 
device on it to, to make grilled cheeses you can make grilled cheeses they're yeah. pretty fantastic and the other well, thing i remember that... those days because that was my hobbit days i would have breakfast driving into the field and then i would have second breakfast when i got to the field <laughs> but what about the Lovely. fancy lunches we used to make when the weather was a little bit cooler where we'd get pea meal bacon uh, and put it on a bun with some sauce that was uh that was the cat's ass actually i think it was more the bee's knees um so why don't we move on josh we didn't ask you my friend uh i always like the raider dogs and i'm a big fan of snacking um throughout the i typically have a pod full of a trail mix called climbing around from the bulk barn it's got like smarties and peanuts and raisins and stuff yeah. in it that's really really good yeah you can't go wrong with uh just a simple granola bar too that's my that's my go-to because you know it's not going to do anything to your stomach. It's something that you're, yeah. I find granola bars. I don't know what it is they use to, like, make it sticky and keep it all together. The that granola? does not agree with my stomach. No, I've never big on. I've never been big on granola bars. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for going through that segment with us. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, hit that like button if you don't mind. And we're watching you guys in the live comment. If you're watching us on Facebook. Go ahead and hit that like and share and and do comment. We are trying to watch you guys uh, right well right now. Uh, Vicky Brown says now she's hungry. This is the time of night where I would like to go crack into a bag of chips. It's it's that night, right, Dwayne? Dwayne King? Yeah, yeah. You want to crack into him? chips? <laughs> All right. It's that kind of party. We have uh, another topic where, we want to discuss. Where is Dwayne King? <laughs> you guys are weird. I believe he's in his living room on the YouTube's. He's in yeah. YouTube chat. Yeah, yeah. With me. Um, before Gavin. we get to our That's next topic, uh, Josh, you've got some custom gear that was sent in that uh, we should go through because some of it's pretty, uh, pretty, do. pretty stellar. Yeah. Starting off with the, uh, well, I guess we don't have any an intro yet, do we? Custom Corner uh, by Josh. <laughs> there you go. Don't don't do that. <laughs> don't don't. All right, the first one in is sent in by Steve Tiffin. He sent it in before, but uh, hey, this puppy's worth showing again. Uh, was an Umarex pellet revolver. Now is a .3 or .43 caliber cartridge loading quick draw champ. It is beautiful. I've seen it in person. And for those interested, no, those aren't true ivory grips. Beautiful. That's huh? illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next one in sent in by Steve Tiffin. First uh, FSR rifle. SKS stock early circa 1950s very modified spider sonics kill house board times zoom that's what 14. it was I knew it was a spider I didn't know which one it was Earl yeah. neat neat uh, this next one sent in from Damon Dolph I'm guessing that's a shmammer shmammer yep and yeah. it says creep yeah. on the side <laughs> like it. nice you don't see a lot of apex barrels anymore it's too bad no, especially with some bipod action. No ding. Okay. Uh, quite the beautiful cocker fade going on from Lawrence Cogler. Beautiful. Is that an STO, Gavin? Looks like it. Yeah. I would. Yes, I would say so. Yes. I like it, but I don't like those grips. Wait, we we have something in Wrong from corner. the grips, Josh. Yeah. I don't think they like you either. Sorry, my friend. That's fine. It's a love-hate relationship. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Garrett Green. Uh, green to copper color-shifting spray paint. The gun uh, and mags are sprayed with the same color. 
just uh, say, different light at, angles. I like that. Mag. That is good. That chameleon job. I like that. I see it on cars and it looks dumb on cars, but that looks really good. It's like karma chameleon there. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come and go. go. <laughs> uh, next one up is from Redman Magfed. I believe that's a T8. Buried yeah. in all that cool awesomeness. And I don't know if that tank is anode or if it's painted, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. It's got the old matchy match going on. And last but not least, this gem in from Archie Emmons. Nice job. I love the clear. It's too bad they couldn't have stayed a little clearer than they didn't just, you know, fade out over time. But those are great. What do you think those would be worth if he was to sell those on like a, a PV Nation? Like somewhere where a people would fortune. know. Uh, the yellowing of it uh, ruins the value a bit. But I think uh, you can easily get 60, 70 for the bottoms. Uh, probably about maybe 40 for the ears. So Yeah. Hey, there's a product that I've seen for people that have faded out headlights that make them clear again. Do you think that would work on that? I know this is a rubber, no. though. No. Uh, no. If you, it's if essentially you put, just a very mild abrasive polishing if you put material. toothpaste and a toothbrush on it, yes. Back yeah. to normal. Yeah. Even my topal? <laughs> Please, topal. Yeah. And so, if your side view mirrors fall off, you can always use polydent. <laughs> Bobby Douse has 450 bucks. Eric Parks, $55. See, that's the problem. I wouldn't care if Eric Parks thought they were worth 50 as long as I sold it to Bobby Douse for 450 That's right. You got that Douse <laughs> money, baby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I guess, the, you know, it's like the Sandana where, like, I understand it, but I, I will never buy it. But there are people that will pay through the nose for it. And, and it, it's 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 like a stock. It's it's worth something, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, Wolf is agreeing. Uh, he says, no, you have to sand the headlights. Yeah. But it's an H. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to our next topic. And we are watching you guys live in the chat. Uh, we want to know, uh, do military tactics work in um, work in paintball? Uh, so we're going to watch our live chat. We're going to watch you guys and see what you guys are thinking. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about something. Planet Eclipse, did you know that they have more championships, new mechanical markers, new electronic markers, hey, new territory, including the new MagFed division. Uh, if you guys have not seen an EMF 100, you guys need to. That's the gun that's in the picture there. Uh, best MagFed gun out there. Um, have a hard time seeing them in stock because they're selling them so quick. But uh, get Planet Eclipse, ladies and gentlemen, and take on the world. When the world's greatest players, photographers, and expected parents need the best coverage, most vivid colors, biggest selection, they pull a tab on an EG product. Hashtag pop smoke. Thick welded seams, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options makes AirUps the number one choice for inflatables on and off the field. They're made in America by Brett Davis and his team, <laughs> AirUps.com. They'll even hold the amount of air that Joe just sighed right there. <laughs> that was loud. <laughs> During my read, that was fantastic. <laughs> oh. Dreams fade, ruthless paintball products, color supplementation, and craftsmanship never die. On or off the field, ruthless keeps you fresh. Use the promo code BTB15 for 15% off your order. Adapt, create, and win. Exalt is in our blood. In fact, it is our blood type. So make your game boil. Get Exalt, which is available worldwide. 
From the beginning, you stumble down a rocky cliff to wade a chest deep from mosquito-infested bog. And whether you're sliding into the snake or running and gunning, GI Sports has the gear for you. Now it's the Stormer Basic, Elite, and Tactical. DLX, true industry innovators, ladies and gentlemen, with some of the lightest, fastest, and sleekest hardware in paintball. DLX has the power to get to the podium. And hey, that's where you want to be, ladies and gentlemen. And check out the new TM40 while you're checking out their socials. Uh, we talked last Wednesday, this past Wednesday, about paintball extravaganza. And one thing we showed you guys was this. This uh, we just uh, showed you right now, the universal fill nipple cover. At first glance, you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. But at second glance, that's a neat idea. Not only does it keep your 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 nipple clean, uh, but from a fuel owner standpoint, you can quickly discern who's your or which is your rental tanks. And uh, maybe one day Ed will be able to put your logo on there. I'm sure if you order enough, he may he may do that for you. Uh, but uh, I think that's a I think that's a neat idea. There, there. See that now, <laughs> flag raiders, rental marker now included for free. Cover. There you go. Yep. Upsell. Awesome. So another reason why Exalt, ladies and gentlemen, they just take a product that already exists in paintball and just makes it a little bit better and adds these neat little things. So good for those and guys. Why, why they didn't market it as the pasty, I will have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> to go yeah. with the barrel made. That'd be great. The Exalt pasty. Mm. <laughs> uh, or the nipple tassel, because that's essentially what it is. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, do military tactics work the same thing. for paintball? Uh, we're going to watch you guys in the live chat. What are you guys thinking here? Uh, Kyle Swenson says, uh, head on a swivel transfers well. Uh, the practice of guns, guns up when clearing rooms transfers well to clearing bunkers. Knowing how to communicate helps as well. Uh, so there's a there's a go for that. Uh, Josh and Joe, you guys have some uh, sheets of all the people that posted on Instagram and social media when we posted this up this week. Uh, but we're going to also watch you guys in the live chat. So Colin Cooper has a has a well-thought-out answer. He says, nah, not really. Let me write that down. And then Ramon Cartez uh, disputes it and says, yes, it does. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a heated guys. argument. <laughs> I believe they're poking each other with ever. sticks now. Yeah. Best debate ever. Yeah. Uh, definitely not grenade to uh, tactics, says Tommy Guns. What do you guys have, Josh? I have one excellent, very well written. Um, it's a little long winded, but I, I think it sums it up really, really well. So we can kill this segment as Gavin really likes to do uh, right from the get go before it even starts. So. Uh, here we go. This is from Keith Goldsmith. There's a subset of us that have done both combat operations in war and paintball tournament play. Uh, it gives a shout out to the, all the veterans. I think most of us would agree that there's a significant crossover between both in many regards, it, but it's a different arena with different rules, capabilities, and limitations, and a different focus. Paintball focuses on gunfighting, which is one small aspect of, in quotes, combat. Um, it really dives deep into that specific thing. The military worldview of gunfighting would be such a small picture of warfare. Even so, you'd be hard pressed to find a tactic in paintball that has not already been documented or utilized by a military force. Uh, for example, running and gunning is just modern equivalent to archers and horseback in Asia hundreds of years ago. Yeah. I think that was thousands, but that's okay. 
Paintball takes a couple of skill-based aspects of warfare and the players get really good at those few things. The information principles behind that skill are not new or unique. It's just a matter of execution and codifying the specific actions, tucking in your elbow, etc. cetera. Uh, one would be uh, most effective in the paintball environment, but at a level of specificity that people often talk about uh, with paintball, I would feel it'd be a misnomer to call them tactics at all. Did you get all that? I, I did. I did. And I kind of agree I with, some, I, I do agree <laughs> with some of that. I mean, paintball, let's be honest. I mean, there is no threat of death. You're going to be more apt to do foolish things. You're going to expose yourself more willingly and you're going to shoot more rounds most likely. So it is, it is slightly different. The same principle is the same. Yeah, there are lessons you can take from both, but like your strategy in paintball is completely different than a military point of view. How many times have you heard, oh, guys, I'm just going to run up. <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm almost out of ammo, so I'm just going to run up and uh, and bunker those guys. And, you know, when they're shooting me up, just try to try to do something. Well, that's a well-known military tactic. If you're running low on, on ammo, is charge the enemy. Don't yeah. Do don't, yeah. Don't, don't at all. <laughs> So there, there you go. Um, any other examples, Joe? Um, I have Dan, Daniel Guerin, 90. Part of my video is gone. Um, it's part of my tactic. Um, I have to say sometimes, the reason being I've been in situations on the paintball field where to get to an objective, you have to communicate in order to reach the objective. So in some instances, military training does work with paintball. But to, but to all involved, you have to understand what the why and the how. Another fellow, Outer Heaven Paintball. Sounds dreamy. It's been my understanding that paintball is about military concept of fire and maneuver. So it's got to be a blend of firepower and tactics. Any side with numerical advantage and firepower can win. But when a smaller team can use the terrain to their advantage and enjoy hit and run tactics, they'll have the edge. In the short form, they work, but they also need to be tailored to the tools you have. Pretty good. Yeah. It, it's different too. Like when you're in a military atmosphere, you've trained together, you know everybody around you. Sometimes when you go out and play paintball, you're by yourself or the squad that you were with, half of them have been eliminated and you've just kind of joined a rance, you know, a, a, another band of people and communication is no longer the same. You're trying to use Navy foot signals and they're trying to, you know, talk in code and it's... It, it, it it's it's different it's it's more fractured i guess um yeah yeah gavin are you seeing anything in the live chat i was just responding to a bit um so my my comment was essentially uh, organized well-disciplined and trained people working together will always accomplish a, a an objective or a goal so that is not going to work with respect to paintball, unless you have that same sort of crew coming with you. Um, communication is very, very important. It's vital. Um, but if you don't have people who are, are, are invested in the, uh, uh, in the sort of the, the mission, then you're not going to have success. So yeah. yes, those sort of concepts or values that are instilled or conditioned in, 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 in the military are going to achieve success on the paintball field. But that's the same sort of idea that'll translate anywhere for success uh, yep. in every aspect of life. So mm. I don't think um, military tactics per se uh, will work well um, on a paintball field. It's a completely different animal. But that idea of communication, um, 
discipline, um, cohesion is always going to do well in any team environment. Yeah. Um, we have Wolf Critchlow and uh, David Reaper Justice in the live chat. And what what do, what would they know about paintball uh, in, in scenario? But uh, David Justin says, uh, I, I was in the military and I have been able to apply it uh, to our sport. And, and, and that's cool. And then Wolf says, uh, envelopment, flank attack, frontal attack, infiltration, penetration. Are we talking military still? Turning, movement, and knowing... Uh, used every big game with the right people, uh, but by different names. So there you go, both for the fact that uh, tactics definitely work in paintball. And you know what? It is sort of the same end game. Um, you're just dealing with different skill level of people and different communication and um, I guess the non-threat of dying, if, if I could be so bl blunt. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty blunt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Any other comments before we move on, ladies and gentlemen? I have a comment. Yeah. I don't think um, paintball is as closely related to military strategies as it is closer related to video game strategies. Testify, brother. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah, I'm, I'm listening. I'm, well, I'm listening. You have my attention. Okay. So a lot of people, when you play first-person shooters in video games, one of the keys to it is to not really sit still in one position and fire from the same spot over and over and over again, uh, more commonly referred to as camping, because people learn where you are. So you get taken out quickly. Uh, there's a lot of people that end up doing that. Uh, in video games, if you kind of run it around a corner and there's somebody from the other side right there, your first initial reaction is to shoot no matter what. Uh, how many times you've been playing where somebody will walk around the corner and they'll go, oh, geez, and they'll come back around the corner and they go, what, what is it? So, well, there's two guys over there. It's like, okay, did you shoot them? Well, no. Then they know I'm here. It's like, well, you did that while you're playing video games, but then you come out here and you run. So not exactly a great strategy, but I think you learn more playing video games and applying that to paintball than you do actual military tactics. There's two points here. Jer Jared Skibo Skibo says people get wild when respawn is an option. Like that's right. They almost become human human fodder. Then Vicky Brown says, watch the paintball scene from the movie This Means War. So a couple things we should probably. Oh, now we got think. homework. Yeah, but uh, uh, we bring up the point now uh, with Skibo's uh, point <laughs> uh, is really like, okay, so look at this uh, slapstick um, at any event, uh, final yeah. battle. How many military tactics would just run all the way up to hit that, that, that mission, right? It wouldn't happen, right? Because you yeah. know you're going to get chewed up, but you get a respawn. So yeah, absolutely. It'll be completely different. If it was two military factions facing off to get the slapsticks, I wonder how that would play out. I wonder how uh, entertaining or aggressive that would be, or if it would just be by attrition. Yeah. How many let's things make would this happen. Jump let's up make and it happen. Bite you in the ass when you're running. Something bit me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on. We have uh, one more thing I want to get to before the end of the program tonight, and uh, we haven't had a rowing session of prices right and right uh, in a while. And uh, despite, uh, despite Joe's huff there, we, we're going to play a couple of rounds anyways. Yeah. All right. Price is right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and yeah, Joe, I don't think it's your internet. I think there's something going on with your computer. 
because we haven't lost you. Like we always still hear you. Um, okay. So let's be honest. Joe just wanted to do the rest of the show without any clothes on. <laughs> yes. He's naked. I, all this, all this military tactics talk. I went commando. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I knew he's that was coming. He's in camouflage right now. We can't see him. Well done, Joe. What is that? ATT? Tiger stripe? What is it? It's, um, it's zoom my stripe. zoom stripe. It's my birthday stripe. <laughs> Jesus. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Price is right rules. We're playing in U.S. dollars. You guys are feel free to uh, bid along with us and see if you can help the contestants here in studio. Uh, but or autococker gun stand. I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty jealous of this. I really wish I would have one of these. What does it say on it? Or approved? Cocker. Oh, cocker. Okay. Yeah. Look at that. Nice paintball Damn, gun stand son. by DNA. Very good. DNA, if you're listening, I'd love to get a bunch of these. These are great. Let me know where we can find them. Um, so there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Or approved Cocker Gun Stand. Uh, this is for sale or was for sale on eBay. We want to know what it's sold for. And it, again, it's in U.S. dollars. Uh, Gavin, I have it written on my sheet of paper here that you won last time. So you get to start. Indeed, indeed I did. Can I clarify the uh, the bid or the, uh, the item, though? Is there but or DNA in there? Or is it just the name of the company? Because that'll change my bid. Yeah, I think it's by a company called DNA, not his actual DNA. So. All right. So I'm making the assumption there's no bud or DNA in it. Although yet. reading the yet. ad, it looks like he's walked into the warehouse where these were manufactured and spit on each pallet. So you, Excellent. You, All right. So that <laughs> is... So it's the bud strain of <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. So for that gun stand, uh, bud or approved... I will say sixty bucks, Bob. Okay, uh, Bond Chick, fifty bucks. Uh, Shane Free, thirty. Chica Estrada, forty nine or forty five ninety nine. Derek Lowe, twenty five bucks. Uh, Tracy Santos, seventeen. Josh, what are you thinking? Yavin took the bid I was going to say, so I'm I'm gonna go twenty bucks. Okay, Joe, what are you thinking? 34. All right. Uh, Mike Thompson says Paintball DNA is the company. Yes, it's, it shows on their header card. Someone maybe tagged them in it. Um, so this sold, ladies and gentlemen. All bids are closed. Ramon Cortez with 19. He's off. This sold for $24.99. What? Do they know who Bud Orr is? <laughs> no, because it's eBay Ridiculous. And it's the internet, Gavin. Ridiculous. What did you say, Gavin? I said $60. Someone probably bought David. that and was like, who's this old dude's face? And then sanded it off. Yeah, that's true. Or yeah. painted it. They're going to get a punch it's probably, right holding up the, it's probably holding up their rollerblades or something. This is going to make you guys sad that this is for sale. But next up for bid, can anyone tell me what it is? That's a Firestorm uh. crank. Firestorm crank, you are Beat me absolutely to it, damn it. <laughs> you are absolutely right. And I know that because it has one. Uh, so this basically bolts onto your A5 and turns it into a cranked machine gun. Gatling gun. A Gatling gun. Uh, Not recommended for use with any marker firing CO2. <laughs> so here it you will literally freeze it. Oh yes. So here you go, ladies and gentlemen. We want to know what you guys are gonna bid on this. Um it is used, but in, but it's still obviously in working order. Uh, who won that then? Josh. Josh got that with $20 well done, bid. So there you go, Josh. What are you bidding on this? Um, 
Well, since Gavin took my bid last time, I'm going to take it again and say 60. Okay. Derek Lowe says 100 bucks. Chase Traffic Morick says uh, behind the bunker Monday nights at 8. But he also says 34.99. Vicky Brown says 55 and Eric Park says 15. Um, Joe, what are you thinking? What did you say, Josh? 60? Yeah. I'm going to say 45. 45. All right, Steve Abar says thirty nine ninety nine, and Colin Cooper says forty five. But what does Gavin say? Gavin's saying out of box, um, used. Bing. I would say twenty five dollars even, Bob. It's usually used when it's out of the box. Um, Ew. All right, <laughs> you guys read into that too much. This sold, ladies and gentlemen, for fifty one dollars. Fifty one bucks. I would honestly like to have a Firestorm crank, and if I found one, I would buy an A5 just to put it on and try it. That would stay in my my uh, my repertoire for a while. Um, you may <laughs> or may not want <laughs> to hear this, Todd, but yeah. it actually fits on an axe, too. Does it really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, what about this, ladies and gentlemen? Who won? No. You didn't announce that. Oh, $51. So that was it, me. Would, it would be Gavin. Gavin. No, it'd be Joe. Yep, yep. For, Joe Fuck. did 45 bucks. Gavin, Gavin said 60. Yeah, but it was Gavin. 51. No, whatever. <laughs> you knew who won then. <laughs> Why are you asking? <laughs> Rub it in your face. There you go. So up next, ladies and gentlemen, Air Power Vector. Um, and I have one more image I want to show you here if I can find it. Brand new in box. Wow. That doesn't increase the value at all. Vintage. I'll read you the air. Uh, it says air power vector paintball marker. Vintage first semi-auto. Rare. Is that true? That's the first semi-auto? Uh, I don't know. Tipman. Uh, I don't know. I think it said no. 1994. This is when it came out. No, the great Canadian, those those pistols used by the great Canadian adventure game, the adventure game of America, they were semi-automatic pistols. So, was so the, you're arguing with someone's eBay ad where they potentially are not telling the truth? I would say it's not the first semi-automatic. Yeah. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Joe, you won the last one. So what are you thinking on this? Um, 275. Almost looks like an X7 Phenom grip. I know it's not. But it has a very similar look to it. Um, Gavin, what are you thinking? Eighteen dollars, Bob. Eighteen bucks. Now remember, this is brand new. Bitter because I won the last one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm logging off and getting the hell out of here. Eighteen dollars. That's All it. All right, Josh, what are you thinking? Fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. All right, let's look in the live chat and see if anyone even got close to it. Um, Shane Free says 375. I'm going to say quadruple Shane Free's uh, bid. This sold for 1290 bucks. 1200 what, what currency? And 90 what bucks currency? US. This is bot? Wow. <laughs> Sorry, there it is. I, I, I'm not making up the prices. This is what was sold on eBay. So who was the highest bidder on that? Yeah, Lo- was. Looks like Joe was. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to end this program with Joe taking two, Gavin taking one. That puts Gavin as the winner tonight. Thanks, Gavin. That's right. Hey. <laughs> as always. <laughs> Too easy. Too easy, folks. <laughs> yeah. 
So congratulations to Joe for winning the prices, right? Uh, is it a ripoff? Do you think a, collect a collector would keep it at value? I like, think it's a collector's piece. I wouldn't pay $1,200 for that, but I would love to have that in my collection. But 1200 bucks does seem a little steep. Um, especially when Ryan McGee's uh, saying $47, Bob. So, yeah. He, he is the gun appraiser, so he's the person you go to. <laughs> that is true. He's also Gavin's favorite viewer. Yeah, he's my roommate. <laughs> <laughs> All really? right, ladies and gentlemen. I thought we were roommates. <laughs> yes, uh, we have bunk beds. Until Ryan McGee moves in. You guys do karate in the garage, too? Yep. Nice. We just became best friends. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for watching our show on Facebook. We're going to continue to broadcast on YouTube and record for our podcast for our podcast extra. So if you guys want to join us, head on over there. You can. If you're watching us on Facebook, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you, Gavin, for being on with us tonight as well. Always great to be here, folks. Uh, hit like and share on the way out. And don't forget... Slide over the YouTube world because that's where we'll do our after show. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And uh, Josh Subizabrikas. Yeah, thank you everyone for watching. Um, to all you in the Facebook chat, um, whatever. I'm not going to miss you. <laughs> that's nice. And, yeah. and don't forget to help control your local airsoft population. Have your local airsofters spayed or neutered. Very good. And uh, Joe Kimson from Flaggers Paintball. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in tonight. Apologize for my lack of video, but as you know, I've chosen Go Commando. Oh, natural. But anyway, we'll see everybody next week on Behind the Bunker, Monday night at 8. And if you get a chance, tell your friends. Or don't. But we'll see you next time. If you have Peace. friends. There you go. And hit that like and share button on your way out, Facebook friends. And everyone else, we'll see you in just a moment. Don't be a freeloader. If you liked what you hear, make sure to hit the share button below. Also follow us on our social media outlets like Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, ICQ, and now MySpace. If you want to join the conversation, post your comments and we might read them on the show. All right. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. So knock on wood, we got we we're able to get our show out even though Rogers was... Some say hacked, some say their system went down today, but we were able to get our show out, so that's good. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Did it affect you guys much? I mean, yeah, it was, uh, it was an unproductive day with, uh, with, with, with my uh, clients, but it was a super busy day with our internal system. So the ability that people could refocus again on uh, what I was doing and what they were doing uh, and not have to deal with external um uh, influences it made it really really busy I, I will say I went on Facebook a couple times uh, when I was working at home and Facebook it was like it was the weirdest day because people like none of my local friends were posting it was all people that were like in the states or overseas because no one had internet locally you know it was uh, it was odd and um, you know as I was saying to the guys before the show I went out for a couple of missions and errands this afternoon and no one can get a hold of me. They couldn't call me. They couldn't text me. And it was it was this weird feeling that if something happened, what do you do? It's not like you can call anyone. They took all the pay phones away. So that infrastructure is gone. Um, I went to the dealership for an oil change. And of course, their Wi-Fi was not free. So I sat there without, without internet. And your phone basically is a glorified brick. 
without internet. It's a camera. You can still take pictures. You can sell. Well, people write, don't write like that in public notes. when I take random pictures. I <laughs> remember I'm not allowed to do that anymore. That's upskirting. Upskirting. <laughs> you can write notes. You can write stories. You can do all kinds of stories, stuff. Stories, he says. equations. Like, your phone is like a little mini computer. I don't know what you guys... Yeah are complaining people go my phone's useless no man your phone is amazing it's got so much power it's in your so good but without the internet camera. what can you, you really do though seriously do you know like... what the amazing part about the phone is today how silent what? it was mm -hmm. that was the best were you not part. were you not paying attention to what todd just said <laughs> <laughs> he's agreeing yes, with me i was <laughs> I was. Are but you streaming this your phone right now? Phone, yeah. How amazing the phone is. But the other like, thing, it's even more amazing when it's quiet. The other thing that it brought it to my attention is how many apps use your GPS and your Wi-Fi yes, to track where you go because it kept telling me that this this app's not able to operate and all this other sort of stuff. Um, if I really was paying attention, I could have went through and turned all those apps off for tracking. But there are other apps that I want to track, you know, like my uh, my weather app. I want it to track me so that if there's a potential storm in the area, that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, it was, it was nice. It was really nice today. I don't know. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention to you guys is uh, a new movie is out that I haven't watched yet. I don't know if you guys caught yet or not, but I want to know. I don't want to give any spoilers because I haven't seen it yet. But the movie Nobody. Uh, Bob Odenkirk. Have you guys seen the previews for this? No. No. Really? No. I'm hoping that it's kind of like Todd, a new... Todd, hang on. Be yeah. Before you go on about that, where on earth would any of us have seen previews for a movie coming out soon? Wolf watched... What, yeah, Wolf it, 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 the preview's been going on for the last out. month. Okay. On what? Everything. On YouTube, it's been ads, Instagram ads, uh, Facebook, everywhere. I have a movie announcement after you're done, though, Todd. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, if anyone's watched it, I want to know if it's worth the worth the bucks. I know Wolf and on his uh, on his uh, personal page was saying that it was well well worth the watch. I'm hoping that it's like it, the preview reminds me of like what Deadpool is. It has that kind of weird, you know, over the top uh, action kind of humor to it. So I'm I'm hoping that it's good, and I and I I don't mind spending the money if it's going to be a good one, like a good movie, because Lord knows there hasn't been anything good lately. Uh, but none of you guys have seen it, eh? No. Okay. Well, we'll watch the live uh, the live YouTube chat and see if anybody has seen it. But uh, what are you thinking, Gavin? Bill and Ted's Face the Music is on Netflix. We <laughs> talked about the Bill and Ted's movie oh. coming out. It's out, baby. It is here. It is How live. How so. bad is it? <laughs> it's pretty bad. But I mean, nostalgic value. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> nostalgic value. It is brilliant. I mean, go back and watch the. I think it was two ahead of them. What you got? Fifty year old Bill and Ted. Come on. How can that not be good? Yeah, it's out, baby. Watch uh, it. All right, and, and you know what? I hate to say it, but you you may see another uh, Dana Carvey and uh, what's his face do another Wayne's World. They were talking about that as a hush oh, hush no. thing. But think about it. Coming to America, they remade, and I knew it was gonna be okay. And I hope my fingers crossed it wasn't gonna be terrible. And it wasn't terrible. It was actually pretty good. Nowhere near the first one, but it was not it. a letdown. But Bill and Ted's to me, I have no hope for. Yeah, it's uh, you know what, you're not 14 anymore, right? <laughs> like, it, like the, the jokes don't really translate. But anyway, check it out. It, it, particularly if you were a fan and grew up in the the, the 90s, um, for nostalgic value, at least check it out. Bill and Ted's Face okay. the Music, please check it out. All right, well, let's not yeah. push too many of these like retro redos because before you know it, they're gonna do a second. Dude, where's my car? Uh, or re revamp Police Academy.
Uh, Cameron Turnbull says it's awesome. Uh, Old School or Old Soul says nothing good has come out since the history of paintball came out. Uh, and Steve says uh, it, the movie was by the same people that did John Wick, Wick films. So Okay. Yeah, and it wasn't a but remake, says Ryan McGee. It was a sequel. Sorry, Josh? Did anyone get stabbed with a pencil? <laughs> no. No. Um, All right. Bill and Ted is a Canadian thing. I don't think it's we. They have it here. Is it? Do you guys not have Bill and Ted the the new the new movie on Netflix in in the states? You must. He's looking right now. Very good. Interesting. Yeah, and Cameron Turnbull. I'm sorry, I could not remember Mike Myers' name. <laughs> What's his face? Yes, I, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, Bill and Ted face the music. Oh, Ryan, right. Ryan says he wants a, a, a sequel of Down Periscope. <laughs> Why? The no. first one should never have been made. <laughs> uh, Steve's saying, I wanna, I, I want, I'm waiting for a sta- Strange Brew 2. Oh, there yeah, we go. What about Hot go. Shots Part 3? Oh, that's another movie. Back to Bill and Ted is filmed in Louisiana, New Orleans, Covington, Louisiana. Nice. It's filmed in America. And you it's not on the US it. Netflix, they say. Not on the US Netflix. Huh. You guys you guys that's the first time we've got well, okay, I'm not gonna give it credit that it's good, but that's the first time we've got a movie that you guys don't have. You guys no, need to we get had a VPN. All the Star we had all the Star Wars before um Disney Plus launched. So really? we had all those uh yep. And then they removed those from Netflix and launched their own uh, platform. Well then suck it, States. <laughs> yeah, you get back scenes, but we get uh, Bill and Ted's. <laughs> it's a fair trade-off. Yeah, Hot Shot Steven says should be Menage a Trois. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then Ryan McGee <laughs> simply says, Silence, <laughs> Gavin, shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm going to kick the top bunk tonight while you're trying to sleep. Tom McIntosh, I'd watch a second Spaceballs. Yes, I agree. Uh, that would that would involve Rick Moranis going back to movies. That's right. He, well, his kids are out of the house now. He could do something else. He's uh, also a little twitchy about uh, people trying to punch him. <laughs> That's right. And Chica Estrada says Army of Darkness 2. Hail to the king, yeah. baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> the only thing you're leading is Jack and shit, and Jack just left town. Uh, Naked Gun or Beverly Hills Cop could use a new one, as long as Eddie Naked Murphy Gun didn't be great, play. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so I watched uh, during the pandemic all three Beverly Hills Cops movies. And I have to say the first one was obviously the best, but the second two were pretty close behind. It was basically just a rehash of the same recipe. Uh, same same Axel F in the background, same sort of bad storyline. Yeah. Down that, Periscope I, is a masterpiece of cinema, says Ryan McGee. Kelsey, that was Kelsey Grammer, right? It sure shit As was. It was horrible. I am thinking the same movie. Okay. Yeah. Spaceballs three: The Search for Spaceballs two. <laughs> well done. Well done. Well done. Yep. I always wanted a, a sequel, and I think doing it during the pandemic would be perfect for Office Space two. The restapling. Yeah, they yeah. Work from home. They would definitely need a new new office. They're siphoning through the, the 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 wreckage, and yeah, that'd be good. Beverly Hills Cop Four is coming to Netflix. No, really? Who's in it though? You're lying to us, Stephen. Yeah, I, that one yeah, I would actually like Stephen to McIntyre's know. Someone needs shit. to Google that because if that's true, I mean, Axel F. Who, who Herbie Hancock's going to be getting some extra royalties now? 
finally. What's the last thing you did? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cameron Turnbull says they're they're soft rebooting the Army of Darkness movies with a new cast, not replacing Bruce Campbell, uh, but he won't be in it. But see, Bruce Campbell was Army of Darkness. He was Army Without Darkness, them, it's absolutely. just another movie. Uh, Tiger King prison stories. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a romantic comedy? I don't know. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> All the guards wear That's leopard print. <laughs> How to cook meth in your prison toilet. <sighs> Jesus. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Beverly Hills Cop, that, that I'm holding out for. I'm hoping that's true. I'm hoping that's true. So, Gavin, do I seriously want to watch Bill and Ted's? Like, seriously. You have to. You No, no. You should, like, seriously, like, I don't have to get in. COVID either, but. Yeah, strap in. You know it's going to be crap. But for nostalgic value, you definitely have to do it. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop. What's going on with the Eddie Murphy movie? That still I, hasn't prevented Beverly Hills Cop from experience. But that was dated. In, that was dated. October 16th. Um, yeah, 2020. Okay. Say. Eddie Murphy giving promise promising Beverly Hills Cop four updates as Digital Spy. That was on March first, twenty twenty one. So it's it's it it sounds like it's happening. I, I, that's awesome. Eddie, Eddie needs to be back in the movies. He doesn't need to bring Arsenio with him again, but for that I think it's good. Yeah. Um it, speaking of sequels that might be possible. There was an ad, and I'm not... I think it was for Skip the Dishes, possibly, with um, Dana Carvey yes, and Mike Myers. And what? And They're who? doing, like, the weird, like, voiceover things. Like, but the set was yeah. all there. Did, yeah. Like, was that an opportune time to do a commercial to fund the movie or something? Like, I don't... So, like, is um, that possible? So, there was a little history between Dana Carvey and Mike Myers, Mr. Hooji McCallit. Um... Mike Myers, Dana Carvey felt that Mike Myers based his uh, Mr. What's the Austin Powers? What's uh, what's the the bad guy in Austin Powers? Doctor Evil. Uh, Doctor Evil. After his after Dana and Carvey's impersonation or impression of I don't know if it was the church lady or someone else, and was quite upset about it for a number of years. And only a couple of years ago did they actually kind of hash it out, and they're kind of back talking to each other now. So. Huh. I don't know. I don't know if that's... And who was the girl in that movie? Tia Was it Tia Carrera? Tia Carrera. Yeah. Where is she now? Could she do that role again? She works uh, in Chick- a mall. Chick-fil-A, I believe. <laughs> Wasn't she it's working at Perkins? Yeah, I don't know. St. <laughs> Elmo's Fire 2. The bar burned down and we're all homeless. <laughs> I want to see a roadhouse, too. <laughs> now is Patrick Swayze starring in it though? Because that's the easiest bar to sneak they keep into. Them. Pointing to a candle burning in the corner. That's <laughs> that's our bouncer. You our can cooler. mix it with Weekend at Bernie's four. Oh. <laughs> tier, tier well Carrera done, Joshua. <laughs> well done. All right, I'm, I'm tapping out for tonight. tonight. Let's hit him up. Yeah. <laughs> I know T Bone. Tia Carrera. Tia Carrera did AJ and the Queen, a TV series, in ten episodes. And she's also in a series, TV series in 2021 called The Pot Wins. But Tia Carrera, if you keep reading her IMDb, she's in the remake of the new Golden Girls. (laughs) Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, that's on Netflix too, eh? Golden Girls. I wouldn't know. Yeah. I'm never searching that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Roadhouse 2, our bouncer is a zombie, says Ryan McGee. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, with that, we're going to end the show, guys. Uh, oh, yes, there we go. Steven says uh, Dr. Evil oh, was actually inspired by Lauren Dana Carvey's impersonation yeah. of Lauren Michaels. Yes, so I knew it was something. I just wasn't Allegedly. the church lady, but... Isn't it? Allegedly. 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our after show slash podcast. If you guys like what you're listening to, I don't know why, but uh, hit subscribe on YouTube or subscribe to us uh, wherever you get your favorite podcast from. Then you can download us and listen to us in its entirety, wherever you guys are working or at school or uh, commuting. Yeah, yeah. Angry, angry Canadian Gamer says Groundhog Day 2. I think that's called COVID. All right, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Groundhog Day again. <laughs> yeah. And again. Uh, All right. We're not going to say our farewells again. I apologize, guys, but uh, we'll see you next week.